I can't remember when you weren't there, when I didn't care for anyone but you. I swear we've been through everything there is. Can't imagine anything we've missed. Can't imagine anything the two of us can't do through the Welcome to Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. Here it is, December 1st, 2019, Sunday evening. A cold Sunday evening. A really cold. And, it's been uh, snowing here. The uh, weekend after Thanksgiving, hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving with the family and loved ones, and uh, we sure did. We did. It was a little chaotic with all of us here, but it was great. All of us, that means... 35 of us that were together and uh, uh, two of our children still in heaven so that would have been 37 of us and two yeah two two of us uh, nathan we didn't i didn't count, oh, you didn't nathan. count nathan okay well you said children you didn't say grandchildren well, so that, could, that confused me well let's me. say 38 okay if we include right. nathan i'm sure well. they were all here and we would include nathan and that's true that's just a little bit closer I'm just great here. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to be one of those podcasts we can see. <laughs> anyway, today was uh, um, Sunday, and we've enjoyed being able to go to church today. And <clears throat> We haven't been able to attend our meetings for a little while because we've been doing state conferences all over the place. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. it's always good to be in our home ward. Happy to do that, aren't we? Yes. So you have a shout-out tonight, Bonnie. do. We went and saw Callie Jepson, which is Josh and Kelly's daughter, in uh, her play. How old is she? She is 14, and she is um, a soft—no, ninth grader, a freshman at Alta High. And she was in the play Once Upon a Mattress, and she did not want to do it. She goes, I'm not going <laughs> to do didn't. that. And, but her dad, who I finally had to convince to also be in one of the school plays his senior year, he d- he just said no his sophomore and junior year. He just thought that was nerdy. But after he was in his senior play, he realized how much fun it was, meeting new people and just having a great, fun time. So he, they said, we've, Callie said, they forced me to do it. <laughs> But then she said she's loved it. She has loved it. She was uh, one of the townspeople, and she looked darling, and she moved well, and smiled, and we just watched her the whole time because she was so charismatic on the stage. She was. We were really proud of her. and uh, So congratulations. Way to go, Callie. You did a great job. And then we also have Leah, whose birthday was today. That's Mark and Melissa's daughter she turned 11 and I think she's just an incredible young woman she very um talented and and creative that's what I'm trying to think of creative and many things that she does good dancer and sports sports woman she's just great girl and she's nice to everyone so that's she's an outstanding young lady and we love her dearly as we do all of our grandchildren and happy birthday to Leah yes 
Well, and we have a special birthday as well coming up this week. Oh, we sure do. You're gonna say India, but it's it's the, my birthday. Yes, it's your my birthday. happy birthday. It's sure. my birthday. Birthday today or t to Wednesday? You. Wednesday. Tuesday. Oh, was it Tuesday? Tuesday. <laughs> Anyway, yes. uh, by the way, did you uh, participate in a school play when you were in high school? No, that was my... I, you I, never did? No, I never did. You were too cool or what? No, I couldn't fit into my schedule with turning in a yearbook and my senior year. And then my junior year was pep club. And the ones that were in the play weren't in many of the other things. They were in drama. Well, I know, but you could have been, been in it. I could have been in the chorus, that would have been fine, but that would have been one more thing, and I was already dead tired. Well, my... But I should have. Would my have been fun. junior year, I think it was. Uh, Why didn't you do it your sophomore year? I didn't even know about it. You didn't go out and try to find things to do? No, I didn't. Okay. I was just a total nerd. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> That's, I'm sure. <laughs> but I participated in uh, our school play called Showboat. I was in the uh, chorus. Why did you decide to do it? And your one of the dancers in the in you the, danced in the group. See, you dance, and you tell and me I, you don't I, dance. It was a lot of fun. It was, I've always and, and will always remember that. So you just one play. You didn't do it your senior year. I didn't do the senior year. We had a we didn't have a musical. I just did a play. And well, that was a so Showboat was a musical. Uh -huh. Was still as a play. What well, was the play your senior year? I don't even remember. Why didn't you do that then? Because I was way too busy. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> one of those nights. Because we're tired. We're really it's tired. It's true. We are. I stayed up watching a Utah football game last night, late last night that we recorded and um, probably didn't need to do that, but. Somebody stayed up till one thirty watching the game. It wasn't one thirty. It was close. It was close, but it was mm -hmm. wasn't one thirty. Yeah, if you'll stay up for football. But what? But when you when I try to talk to you at night, <laughs> you are oh, yeah. out. You said I just want to sleep. <laughs> anyway, this is part true. of what we're talking about. What happens what? through the years with our marriage? Well, and true. It's some good and bad and ugly. No. Way to segue right into That's our right. little topic tonight. What we realized, particularly, is we wanted to provide a, a little more of a history for our posterity, is to uh, share some of our experience through the years. And uh, so we may do this over several episodes, but um, so far in a uh, you know, a couple of our previous episodes, we've talked a little bit about our school years and before we were married. And um, so we thought tonight we'd at least uh, start talking about the, our early years of marriage, and um, which occurred on November the 10th of 1971. Oh, my word. 72, excuse me. <laughs> 19. Like I said, one of those. 1972. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're going to hear about that That's one. That's been 47 no, years, years ago. ago. So 47? 
the best years of my life. Certainly. Yes, they've gone by fast because they were they just they have gone by flown just by zipped right by because they've they? just been heaven on earth heaven for on you. earth mm-hmm. you're right. and mostly they have been it's true I agree mm-hmm. with that absolutely so not without some challenge along the way but well but every every marriage has that that's right every marriage has that and marriage kind of evolves over the years don't you think through kind the years of, or through the years <laughs> yeah well, they, through the years thank you. So so anyway, we uh, uh, and on that November ten in nineteen seventy two, uh, we were in the middle of both of us in the middle of a, a quarter at the University of Utah. I was in um, I was in in uh, my business school classes, and I think I don't know what year in school you were. weren't you like a junior? Junior. Just going into my senior, I was going into my yeah my senior year. I was going into my senior year. <laughs> and and anyway, so uh, uh, we've I think we've already talked about how we met and all of that. We did your little thing, your sorority with you passing the candle. Yeah. So then we got married up at the institute and went to California on a honeymoon, and then we went right back to school. Head on back into school to f- try to finish. Well, well, we got married in the Salt Lake Temple, and uh, and then following that we had uh, our our uh, yeah it was a very quick um, what was it reception. No, we had right. a reception, but then we honeymoon. Well, honeymoon, yeah, honeymoon to California, and then came right back because it was we were still in school. Actually, we didn't go anywhere. Until Thanksgiving break. Yeah, that's true. Because we had school, we had school. The following Monday. And work. Yeah, that's true. So. So so we and and we lived in a little apartment in Salt Lake City on Eleventh East. Eleventh East? No. Seventeenth East. Just below Nineteen Hundred East. It was Kensington Avenue or or Bowling Avenue. Bowling anyway, Madison's we lived basement. in. This little basement apartment, and and it was uh, oh, about a block away from Clayton Junior High School. Yeah, a block uh, south of Clayton Junior High, and <clears throat> that was an interesting little place. That uh, we lived in. This old couple that that were members of the church, and they knew Bonnie's family well. Her family lived in that ward, so she got married. And moved right back into the same ward. That wasn't great. Let me tell you. I went, what? I'm moving back into my ward? It was horrible. It was great. Yeah, you loved it. You wouldn't have liked going back into your ward. No, it's true. Although we did after we were married. Yeah, that's true. But this little apartment, there was the bathroom, was outside the main apartment by the washroom. So we and everybody in the house used the washroom. Everybody used that washroom, yeah. So we'd have to look out the door to see if anybody was coming down the stairs and run into the bathroom. <laughs> or running out, or out, running of the out of the bathroom into our area. But they were pretty good. They didn't come down very much. So thank goodness. <laughs> no, that's true. But oh. that, was, that was also um, that uh, winter I, I had graduated and I was studying for the bar exam. Oh, that was the second year. 
How long did we live there? Not very long. It was just about, because then we went down to, you were still in business school. Then we drove, we, then we went down to Provo. I know, I was in business school when I studied for the bar exam. Oh, because oh, then we were down in Provo at that time. Yes, so so we we moved down to Provo and we lived in Provo when I was in I was in law school there, and um, we had our first baby. Yeah, Josh there. So I stayed home with him. Well, actually, before we had the baby, I would commute back and forth. I would go up to Salt Lake to try to finish my schooling, and do student teaching at Jordan Junior High, and then come back around the point of the mountain. And pick you up from St. Francis of Assisi School. There was a, a little elementary school, school in, mm -hmm. in Provo uh, that had been vacated by the because they built a new elementary. So the LDS Church bought that school and uh, I either bought or leased it. I don't know. But the law building had been we, completed. Yeah, so we 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 used that for our first year of law school. Yeah. That little um, St. Francis of Assisi was where I, I spent my first year in law school. And that's when, we, again, we had a little basement apartment, which was we tried to fix up on our limited funds. And we had some good friends of ours, but it became good friends of ours. That Tony lived, and Becky. Lived in the upstairs apartment. It's Tony and Becky. And uh, they had a couple of children. They did. And and mm -hmm. it was just, it was fun living in a little house like that with two poor law students and, and we were poor we really were poor and um i wasn't working during those uh, that first little those first couple of years at least not during the school year i was doing all i could to study uh, as much as i possibly could you, you occasionally sang songs at weddings or sang for reception centers and got paid i didn't do much of that during no, law school but you did i did a couple it times. prior to that but and and then uh, uh, so we lived there for oh until the end of my second year in law school. And at that point in time, we decided uh, I, I went to uh, summer school at the University of Utah Law School. I took a semester up there and started working there. And so we moved um, from Provo after being down there for almost two years. Uh, we moved up to Salt Lake, and we lived in my mom's home for a month. That was about maybe two months, because that's when I had Josh. We moved in there in the uh, summer, early summer. Right after graduation for me. And then we, about a couple of months after being at my mom's house, we were finally able to buy our first home. In your ward. In my old home <laughs> ward. It was two blocks away from your house. 2200 east and about uh, 1200 south. Right behind Foothill Village. Right behind the, right behind it. And it was it was a pretty good little house for our little small family of just you and me and Nathan or Josh. And, and by then, yeah, and then we had Nathan up there. So that summer I worked at the uh, Salt Lake County um, as the, clerk's office and and you worked still at your regular place no not with josh i was i didn't work anymore i was i stayed at home 
How did we survive? Our savings. <laughs> it didn't last very long. No, it didn't. And you would, you would, uh, like I said, you sang at the Lamplighter Reception Center, and you, um, what did you do? I studied. Well, I know, but I didn't work. Oh my. It was so hard, and yeah, we, we don't did. remember we, anymore. We lived off of savings. You did. And um, and then... Uh, but you clerked, too. Well, I, I clerked that summer in the, yeah. in the county clerk's office. Yeah. I clerked yeah. for for uh, uh, Judge James Sawaya. He was one of the third district judges, and a, a really a terrific man. Uh, I really came to admire and respect him a lot. Enjoyed working under his direction very, very much. But you learned a lot. I did learn a lot, as a matter of fact. And then after that summer, I went back down to uh, BYU for uh, school for that, that semester, and that completed my schooling. Yeah, you commuted then. Yeah, I, I did commute. And then, and then we, uh, uh, I worked again at the county, or the county clerk's office while, uh, while we, we, I finally graduated in April of 1976. And uh, and then in the fall of nineteen, actually in the summer of nineteen seventy six, I got a job with Romney, Nelson, and Cassidy, and that was with uh, um, one of my dear friends, Stuart Matheson. He and I both started there at the same time. During that time, we had Josh and Nathan, and was it Emily there? And then we. Um, Met some very dear friends. We had a little dinner group. The Johnsons, Dwayne and Linda Johnson, the Cleggs, Chuck and Dixie Clegg, Larry and Sandy Bigelow, and Marvin and Linda Jones. And that was kind of our social life. And the Lees. Oh, yes, and, Le and Craig and Linda Lee. And we that, those were kind of our social groups because we didn't have time to... Uh, really go out very much so we'd have dinner once a month at everybody's house we'd take turns <laughs> we were all poor yeah we were <laughs> but it was great because we all had some things in common and our children and and our furniture was a gift from your mother for our wedding three hundred dollars worth of really old-fashioned used furniture. furniture some woman uh, told mom she wanted she was going to just give it away and um, so she gave it to my mom, or mom paid something for it. Three hundred dollars. Like, yeah. So we got a dining room set, living room set, bedroom set. We covered a lot of it up so that it wouldn't look so old-fashioned. <laughs> but we made do with what we had, and and you made it just a nice little home. I tried. You did. I did try to make yeah, it a nice yeah. and comfy and cozy and. And our backyard in that little house there on 2200 East in Salt Lake was uh, had a good-sized backyard, and we were able to have a, a big garden back there. And it was way too big, but we, uh, we talked about that already with was, our tomato plants. It was good. Yeah. And, I, and, and uh, so we, we, uh, uh, when we started with Romney, Nelson, and Cassidy, Stuart and I, and uh, another then, we, we lived there, and... Uh, and after a few years, we went to find us another house because 
after Foothill Village caught on fire. The manager of Foothill Village wanted to buy our home, said that they would help us get to another home, which we said okay. So they bought our home and helped us get into the one in, on El Tolomo where we lived for 30, 30 years. years. So before before we move on to time on in El Tolomo, what did you learn? What did you learn about our time? From the time we got married, this, I mean, it's a major adjustment from getting married to 1976 or so thereabouts. I mean, that four years in there where we had our first two children, I started my job. I mean, we were serving in, in the church as much as we could. What did you learn through all of that first three years? That I could do hard things. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Well, it's interesting because before you get married, everything is great and you're dating, having fun, and you don't have a lot of worries. But as soon as you get married, life changes. Life changes, some. and you've got major responsibilities of bills and all kinds of things. And then when you have children, your life does not become your own anymore. You have these children to take care of. So I was young, and that's what I. You were young. I was young, and I thought, wow. But I, I told myself this was what I wanted. I wanted to be a mom and a wife. So I was going to try to be the best I possibly could. And that's what I the first couple years were, was just learning a lot about what in the heck I was doing. That was true for both of us. We also ended up learning how to adjust, how to compromise. How to yes, I learn to forgive. A lot. <laughs> With whom? I don't remember. Well, mm. <laughs> it was either your way or not the highway. <laughs> <laughs> remember, happy wife makes for a happy life. Happy life. You learned that quick, didn't you? I surely did. Yeah, it was so hard to live with. <laughs> anyway, well, well we, we learned a lot, and we learned it together. We, we, we did. You really do have to learn to compromise. You have to learn to be able to adjust. You have to be able to, and we both have quirky things we have to overlook and be able to what? to for, forgive and forget and move on. And I don't have quirky things. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you're right. <laughs> They're all mine. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I've learned to live with things and that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. But we do. You have to learn. To, and the, well, a sense of humor is the best of all. Yeah. To that, be able to that, laugh. and That helps. It does help. We, we drove a little green Firebird, 1969 Firebird, that uh, my uncle had given to me when I was uh, following my amputation in 1968. And... Uh, so we, we that's that was our mode of transportation. And we only had one car. And <clears throat> we're grateful for the for, for that. We were. And so then as we uh, uh, and I I just you know I just got to say uh, to our posterity and those that may listen during those first years of marriage um, when things can get difficult you got to hang in there. 
You just got to work through things. You know, too often kids will, they'll just give up and they'll, they'll, they'll let outsiders, other people come in and influence their marriage relationship. But you got to remember that you got to leave father and mother and cleave unto him or her and no one else and make your lives together. As best you can, there are situations where it doesn't always work. I know that. So, you, and you keep trying and go to counseling and do all those things you can. Maybe we should have gone to counseling for our sarcastic <laughs> attitudes. Maybe, maybe we should have. <laughs> no, but some of that is helpful as well. Sometimes you have to go to the bishop or someplace to a social worker to help you work out some things. But, we, but you just keep trying to do the best you can. During those years, just, just uh, what do you recall? What were your, was your service in the church? I was in the primary. I was a primary chorister. Forever. Forever. It was a great job. What were you? You were the elders quorum. Well, I was an, an elders quorum counselor, and then I became the elders quorum president. And that's and where that. we met our friends, because... Except that when we were in Provo... I taught Sunday school. And I was in Young Women's. Yeah, and, and prior to Provo, when we were in that very first little apartment. I was the chorister for the uh, youth. And do you think they wanted to sing? What do you mean, chorister for the, the youth? The opening exercises they wanted me On to Wednesday do. On Wednesday nights yes. or something? Mutual night? Yes, they wanted me to do some a couple of songs with them, and I'd get up there and try to entertain them, and I could oh tell by their, gosh. you don't remember, their rolled eyes, and I thought, get me out of this war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't want to deal with these kids. I've been with them my whole life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And what were you in that? I think I taught Sunday school. We, we were too. only there for a short time. A short time. I taught Sunday school for a little while. Well, you haven't told us, told our posterity, what you have learned in those first couple of years. You did? What did you yeah, say? You weren't listening, were you? Oh, I could tell you I'm, I'm tired <laughs> tonight. So. I, I get tired ears. I know. What did you say? That we've got to be able to compromise. Oh, we've got that, to be I able thought to, there was something else. To That's learn, to forgive, and for, forget, and to work <laughs> on things together, to be honest with That's, each other. Sounds like you had to forget a lot and to forgive a lot. To learn to communicate with <laughs> okay. each other. Which I, I, was, I wasn't very good at. I thought you were going to say more. So, okay. Well, yeah, and, and, uh, and not, give in, not give up so easily. Okay. And, you know, when things get hard, as we've talked about before, you know, you, you just got to stick it out and, and see where you can make changes to make it work for both of you. That's true, because you come from two different backgrounds, and here you are now together and life changes it's not the dating having fun as much even though you should go out once a week for a date night yeah well we do didn't something. really do that when we first started for a while because we didn't have any money we didn't have any money but you, but we sh you I, should have been able to do some things without spending money well that's true and i did those little dinners you did you want to tell them about those well <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're kind of corny but it was something for me to keep some creativity going in my brain because I like to be creative. Yes, you do. So And you are. I would have special dinners. John would get home late and one night we'd all dress up as as um 
oh, it was Japanese night, Chinese night, and I was a geisha girl, and the girls and the kids were... The, the boys. The, the boys, that's right, the boys. Didn't have any center. girls at that point. Yeah, we didn't. And we'd open the door, and, ah, Honorable John, come in. <laughs> and it was just fun to see, because I knew he was tired, but he'd start laughing. You'd have it decorated as if it was some kind of a... Chinese, Chinese restaurant or Japanese, or Japanese or restaurant. One time it was French. One time it was... It was a jungle. Oh, jungle. I was Jane and the boy. And we had Josh and Nathan boy and... Yeah. Boys. We called boys. And, and we had vines hanging all over. You did. You had them all over. Oh, yeah. And then when, one night was a castle. You were the king. I was the queen. And there were fun little things that, that you did to try to spice things up. And we did a genie, and Josh was the genie. Remember, he'd stand by your chair with his arms folded and say, mm. my wish is your command. <laughs> yes, I had forgotten that. Yeah, and you'd try to think of a wish. He'd go, hmm. But, but good for you, Bonnie, in trying to, to you know, make it fresh and, and something that was new and different and, and instead of just the same, same, same old, old, same, same old. old. Yeah. You get in a rut, and that's so easy to do. That's why a lot of mo moms and wives need a little something else because. It, and, and besides, you you your cooking improved over the over those early excuse me? years. <laughs> well, well, you got to admit. You, Say that again. <laughs> you did well. It wasn't your strongest suit, but you. I thought over the time you've done really great. On Gee, your, thanks, John. <laughs> Well, you learned how to boil water, besides. <laughs> so, now come, take that back. You know that that's not true. <laughs> I, I know, it's I mean, not. I could turn on the faucet. I knew how to turn on the you faucet. Did, you did fill a pan of water. <laughs> yeah. Well, rather than launching into <laughs> our next era, we'll kind of conclude with that tonight. But I hope that's not all that boring for you. Um, our listeners, but what we wanted, we're trying to lay down just a little bit of our our time through the years and see what we've learned in various stages of our lives. And maybe somewhere along the line that can be helpful to someone that's um, listening in and, and perhaps in their own stage of life where they need to learn something. Yeah, I learned, I learned also that what is it? Trials never came to stay, or whatever. That this too will pass. What's that statement where um, things are hard, but there's always an, a new day to have things go better. So to always have hope and look forward to brighter things, happier days, but make each day happy, because we wake up every day, and no matter what we have out there, whether it's our children or hard jobs or housework or whatever. Or it's a good thing to be alive, to be able to do things and go forward. Indeed it is. So we're going to conclude tonight. We'll just kind of finish off with this, uh, continuing this uh, song through the years, which was a song that I, I was able to sing in the little group that I, I sang with for 25 years, little band. and uh, But it has a great message about learning and growing and and what we come to mean to each other through the years. Especially when uh, your little band just lost one of our band, your band members. Yeah, we sure did. Husband. So that's why I said it's important to keep 
living each day to the fullest because you never know when it's going to change. And all those years later, here was Reiner Provitt, who was the husband of Judy Provitt. Judy is our keyboard player and really our musical director in our, our little band. And we love them dearly and uh, uh, just hope the very best for her as she now goes on and with this new stage of life and being with us. That'll be it tonight from Notes from John. Good night, everybody.